Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 202 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is COVID. Just kidding. What? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I've been really sick, but I don't have that. (laughs) Have you been tested? I've tested myself. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, you did the home test? 10 home tests. You know, I've been doing that pretty regularly just because it's been around me. So I've got a bunch on Amazon and some at CVS and just about three times a week just to make sure I I, I still haven't had it. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I mean, I haven't either, and we're both around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're an expert at shoving things up your nose by now. <laughs> I got pretty good at it. <laughs> Move on. So you said you were outside trimming bushes earlier? Yeah. Well, Indiana got hit, I think, one of the biggest snowfall I've seen in a long time, which is 11 inches. <gasps> How fun. Did you go skiing? What? No, we don't go outside when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> It's the opposite. For no. <laughs> like, what, days? Uh, it's been a couple days, yeah. yeah. Let's see, it hit on Wednesday, and then Thursday we didn't go anywhere. And by Friday we went somewhere, and the hmm. roads were clear. But So what, everybody just comes around and plows all the snow away? Pretty much. And they use salt, and you have to go out and yep. like shovel snow away from your vehicles and stuff? Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know, just saying. Yeah. These are <laughs> stupid questions for you, but not for us Florida people. Yeah, so basically right now major roads are clear, but as soon as you turn into a neighborhood, slip and sliding. You're a f- Yeah, pretty much. Maybe one day I'll experience that. Maybe in two weeks you'll experience <laughs> it. Up in Chicago. Right on. At LMT Lab Day. Nice segue there, partner. Yeah, you like that? I did you like, like that. that. Unplanned. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so yeah, we are pretty much two weeks away from the big lab meeting. So whatever your thoughts are of the city of Chicago, I know some people don't like it, or its mandates, another thing I know that people don't like. I'll just starve. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm that girl. We hope to see all of those that do choose to go. We hope you all come who can. Barb and I will be at the Preet booth in the West Exhibit Hall all weekend. The West. Make sure you enunciate West. West. Don't go to the East. It's for losers. All the fun (laughs) is in the West. (laughs) I'll have Fireball. I've already had a few people ask if you would. You know, maybe I will bring it just to be fun. Because I can't eat, so I might as well drink Fireball. There you go. If I can buy it. Nothing better on an empty stomach. (laughs) So, yes, West Exhibit Hall. Make sure you stop by, say hi, record on the podcast, look at some implant parts with Preet. And if you got a shirt, we would love to see them. Yeah, you know they never sent me my shirts. I bought four. You still never got them? Well, they gave me a credit, but I was so disappointed. Wait a minute. Why I didn't they make them? It. I wanted four of them. I don't know what happened. And just so happens, it's me, right? I got one yeah. for Darren. I got one for like a few people and myself. And uh, they canceled my order and refunded it. So the next time we do this, I'm going to be the first again to buy them. And if I don't get them, I'm taking yours. Just saying. Did you tell them who you are? No. 
that I, I talked to, <laughs> at least they credited. I didn't know until you sent me that link. I finally got a hold of somebody. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I want, I want to support my own show for crying out loud. <laughs> they make them as you buy them. I don't understand why they did just make them. <laughs> no, well, I was telling you all along. You kept asking me, did you get it? Did you get it? I'm like, no, 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 no. I never got them. And I ordered four. Just saying, I was supporting the foundation and us. We appreciate that. Let's hope that this doesn't discourage people because everyone else I know. Uh, everybody but me. I'm not yeah, trying to discourage people. I'm just saying bummer. So maybe you ought to send me one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about you. Thank you. Just make sure you have a shirt on in Chicago. I'm sorry for Sharon because she inspects impressions all day and that was her Christmas part. I was like, that is perfect. Did you get her another gift? Did you get her something yes. at the corner CVS on Christmas yeah. morning or something? No, I got her earrings. <laughs> they were beautiful. Yeah, but they don't say dare to say no to exactly. bad impressions. Bingo, baby. Bingo. All next right. Year, next year. Move on. So this week we're talking to an Italian dentist turned U.S. dental technician. Here we go. And you cannot pronounce his name, so give it up for Elvis right now. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Paolo, Palalo Lubrano. I think that's pretty good. Pablo, Paolo, Paolo Lubrano. (laughs) Paolo is another technician that shows his beautiful work online. He comes to the podcast to talk about his time chairside in Italy, falling in love with the lab side of the industry, coming to America... Not like Eddie Murphy, but coming to America. Good call. (laughs) And eventually opening a lab inside a dentist's office that still allows him to use his clinical skills when needed. He also finds time to train for triathlon. Yeah, baby. Barb's Mm got to ask all about that. Hell yeah. I'm in. I honestly don't know how some people do what they do working in our industry and doing triathlons. (sighs) We're awesome. I thought I was nuts. (laughs) You are. Join us as we chat with Paolo Labrano. Whitmix's new Vera Echo LCD printer sets the bar for high-speed, high-precision 3D printing. You can now print three times faster than other printers while maximizing print detail and accuracy at 49 micron pixel size thanks to the Vera Echo's 95 plus percent light uniformity and 54 calibrated LEDs. The new printer satisfies all your printing needs with a 120 by 80 millimeter print plate. Print temporaries and permanent crown and bridges, models and dies, surgical guides, splints, custom trays, and even dentures. So if you're in the market for an exceptional and affordable 3D printer, call Whitmix at 1-800-626-5651 for more information. You'll feel confident that you've made the right choice with Vera Echo's industry-leading two-year warranty. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We'd like to welcome to the podcast, I'm not even going to try to pronounce, well, okay, I'm going to try. Paolo Lebrano. Yeah, not bad, actually. Yeah? yeah that's yeah. pretty good. What is it exactly, though? Give it up. <laughs> you pronounce it. Is it Lebrano or Lebrano? Lebrano, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's but it. a lot of people called me in so many different names that I don't even know where they get it from, like Paleo, <laughs> Paolo, yeah, all sort of names, so. Just don't call you d- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we haven't really met him yet, yes. so let's give it a little time. So, Paolo, Paolo, what is it? Paolo. Paolo. What? Paolo? Paolo? Uh, Paolo. 
Paolo. Well, Paolo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's hear your story, because you're online a lot, of course, where I meet everybody these days. <laughs> and I don't. And you are doing some really nice, some full arch stuff. Yeah. How did you get started in all of this? So, I, I started as a dentist first, initially. What? Where? Yeah, in Italy. So, I was a dentist in Italy, and after... What? Yeah. Like, licensed? Yeah, licensed. I actually placed wow. three implants in my life. Only three, because I was working, you know, it was a very small clinic. It was just me and another person. That's it. And we had only one hygienist. We didn't have an assistant. So it was challenging at times because, you know, you have to use the suction. You have to make sure everything's correct while you're prepping, while you're taking impression, while you're doing placing implants. All by yourself, it was pretty, pretty stressful. But that was also like 12 years ago or 13 years ago. So yeah, I started as a dentist and... Um, well, well, hold I, up. I don't mean to interrupt you. So how did you yeah. know you wanted to be a dentist? Go back a little further. <laughs> That's an interesting question because <laughs> initially I wanted to be a doctor actually. And that didn't work out. I didn't get to uh, med school. In Italy, how it works is you have to take a test and only the first 200 people that scored the, the highest point can get in the school. Yeah. And I was like 250, 260 or something like that. And at the same time, I tried to get in dental school and I got, I got into it. Did they just let everybody in? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. The, the first, I think it was 120 people, 150 people. I can't remember. Oh, really? And now things change. I don't know how it works now, but at a time it was either 100 or 100, 120, 150, somewhere around there. The first year of dental school sucked because I did not like anything, <laughs> especially chemistry. I hated chemistry. I hated math. I hated physics. My dad is an astrophysicist. So every time I had an issue with physics, I would just text them. It's like, hey, buddy, so what am I supposed <laughs> to do here? <laughs> And his own answer was like, really, Paolo, you're in dental school and you're not even know how to do this simple question. I'm like, well, I don't have a physics brain. So yes, I don't know anything about this. But anyway, eventually I got to like dental industry. By the time we're in the third year of dental school and fourth year, I was like, okay, this is actually fun hmm. doing endo. Endo was actually kind of my passion, honestly. I, I, I love doing endo. Really? Although it was quite stressful at times where you get the second molar where the canals were so curved and uh, it's a struggle sometimes. And I, I'm pretty sure dentists nowadays find a struggle as well, even with the microscope or no scope. And uh, when I started working as a dentist, I realized I used to go every day off. I used to go to the local lab where I used to send all my crown and bridge work. And I would sit down next to the ceramics and next to the removal department manager. Mm -hmm. And I was just fascinated by the ceramics, honestly, layering this porcelain. Like he was, he used to do 20 powder porcelain. Nowadays, I don't think anyone does more yeah. than two or three powders. <laughs> I mean, he, even myself only do two, honestly, and the rest is just internal stain. So, <laughs> so, and I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. So I ended up liking the lab industry more than clinical and, uh, that's where I am now. How many years of school did you go through to become a dentist? It was seven. Is it no, insane? it is not. It's seven? different no. here. I think it's like you have to go through med school first, I think. And then you go to dental school. I don't know how it works here, to be honest with you. It's a long time. It, it is a that. long yeah. time. It is longer than, than in Italy. I was a dentist at 22 
So oh God. Yeah. Whoa. I was general dentist. You yeah. Know, so not perio, yeah, not prosthodontist, but 22 years old, I was a radio dentist, which is pretty young in my opinion. Very. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there's stuff that you cannot possibly imagine. Granted, you know, we didn't have a comb bean. We only had x-ray machines. We didn't have anything else. So it was a yeah. bit different. We didn't have the money to buy a comb bean as I would, would have loved to, but it wasn't as popular as now for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much most offices now has a comb bean. So. so you were still in Italy, right? I was, yeah. So you became a dentist and then you got into ceramics and then you were still in Italy. So then what? Then I moved to U.S. in 2012. In July 2012, I decided to move to U.S. because I was born in New York. My favorite city in the whole wide world. Oh, I I was, well, it's mostly upstate New York. (laughs) So like Rochester, Buffalo, that's where I moved. How did you choose that area? Part of my family lives in Rochester, New York. So that's where I end up basically. And I started working in a local lab there. And then eventually I moved to Bonadent where it worked for a few years. Then I decided that... I think everybody in that part of the country worked at Bonnet. Yeah, I was thinking... Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a big lab, so... Yeah. I think only that location has over 200 employees at a time when I worked, so... It's pretty big, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's that's a big operation. Yeah, really big. A lot of headache as well, I assume. Yes, And I think the last year... Not the last year, but yeah, the last year that I lived there, so in 2018... I remember shoveling my driveway three times in an hour and a half. And (laughs) that's when I decided I am done with this state. (laughs) (laughs) And I moved to Connecticut where I I worked for a little while for a a bigger land. Shovel just as much in Connecticut? Oh God, no. I think there's there's no storm here in Connecticut is like three inches. And I kind of laughed at that. I thought it snowed a lot in Connecticut too. I don't know. Well, not where I am, maybe. Yeah. Definitely more inland for sure. First Hartford, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. But I'm close to New Haven, so I'm on the shore. Okay. Again, last snowstorm that I had was actually last one that I had last year was actually pretty pretty big. But when I first moved to Connecticut, the the first north storm, what they claimed snowstorm was like only three inches. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's not. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, I got a super. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I miss the worst. (laughs) So you ended up in Connecticut. What'd you do there? So I worked for a a bigger lab and I started as a designer first and then I moved up to be a manager. I was the quality control manager. Things didn't work so well at the end because it wasn't really where I was going to a point where I found a, uh, an ad online on indeed.com and a local dentist was looking for a lab technician Mm. And April 5th is where I started to be uh, in-house ceramics, in-house lab tech, basically. So obviously when they found out that I was a dentist, they enjoyed the idea because uh, sometimes I got these, we do x-rays, we take comb bean scans, and uh, we evaluate where to place these implants together, be uh, whether short, long, all that kind of stuff, boom reduction guys. I'm also assistant too. So I do the whole nine sure. yards basically. Nothing illegal, thankfully, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I do my part basically. So yeah, no, it's it's been quite an adventure for now. I'm pretty grateful to where I am and I enjoy it. It's actually kind of fun seeing your lab work going inside patient mouth for sure. 
So I'm curious, giving up your license in Italy, what was the motivation? I mean, it seems like you went through all that schooling, you, you opened your practice, and then you became a technician. So I, I, I didn't open my practice. I was working as an associate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I did not open it. But mostly it's because uh, uh internet. I'm not going to lie. Internet became so bad lately. Even if you go, like we call it Dr. Google. Oh, I see where you're oh, going. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And I even see it here at the where, where I work now. It's like, it's crazy. Like you get these patients, oh, I want this, this, and that. Well, it's going to cost you this much because you also don't need just the implants. You also need zygom implants. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. a major surgery there. Yeah. And I don't, plus over here with insurances, it's just a major headache and I don't want to deal with that because <laughs> I actually looked into getting licensed here and it would take me close to three years or something like that. And I'm not dealing with that. You actually thought about becoming a dentist here in the States. No. I thought of it first. Yeah, for like a second. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of it first and then I realized, oh, it's all about money. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm not paying 50 grand a year or no. whatever it was, whatever they quoted me at a time. So my opinion is you made the right decision. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Plus, you know what? I feel like the lab industry, it's going so, it's a step ahead of clinic industry, in my opinion, with the technology, especially. Yep. Like you're looking at 10 years ago, you were looking at your zirconia crown. It was white as hell. It didn't look great. It looked nasty. Now zirconia looks really nice. And now PMMA, you can actually start printing in a day. Yeah, exactly. If you have the iCam system or PIX system in a day, done. You don't have to do hybrid conversion anymore. You don't have to deal with bloody hands anymore. So it's a lot of fun. And 3D printing lately has been uh, blowing my mind, honestly. I just did my first 3D printed PMA. I was like, actually fits. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, I don't know how strong it's going to be, how long it's going to stay in the mouth, obviously. So if it breaks, though, I can either reprint or mail it. So I was curious, so take me through your day now. So what are you specializing in? What is your day like? Do you see patients or do you just work on um, lab cases or? So I do half and half, actually. I do half and half. So the where I work, the doctor who owns the, um, the practice actually opened a laboratory for me and him, basically. Nice. So I, I, I co-own the, the lab. Most of my lab work, though, is done in office. So mean like only the doctors that work there. You're their lab technician. So how many doctors? So there's one doctor or two? There's uh, four general dentists, wow. one periodontist, oh. one oral surgeon, endodontist, and a, a pedodontist. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty big. Holy schmoly. Yeah. It's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty big. We're really and only busy. one lab tech? Only one lab and tech. Only one here, just saying. That don't seem right. Yeah, and one me, yeah. <laughs> so we have two Prime Scan and one Omnicam, and we have one MCXL, one MCX, and uh, MCX5. That They're all three running, basically. Well, I do a lot of cheer side crown, the Sarah crowns. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And we use some Empress still, which I actually find it pretty enjoyable. Actually. So do I. It, it, yeah, I, I thought Empress kind of disappeared with the lab industry coming mm -hmm. with uh, Emacs, uh, Lisi, yeah. all that kind of Seltra. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff, you know? It's still the prettiest, in my opinion, anyway. Empress, you know, there's yeah. times where I realize that Emacs is not always the answer. Yeah. And you're looking at it and you're taking the Emacs shade guide and the Empress shade guide and be like, you know, I think Empress looks much better, actually. Yeah. Interesting. As long as it doesn't need to be super strong and you're not functioning on it and it's just exactly. I I'm totally with you. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And we also use the Therosmart. And it's also a really nice composite for onlays and they, they work really well. So it's new material that I, I have never used in all my career. And mostly because lab, we don't use, or at least Personally, I have never had a chance to work with Serosmart or... What is that, if I might ask? Now, Serosmart is just a block composite. Uh, GC makes it, I I believe. Is it milled? It's milled, correct. Wow, okay. It's milled. It's a really nice composite. You just high sh polish and high shine it, really. You don't have to see and glaze. And for molars on lace, they work pretty well. And they come in HTLT and stuff like that. So it, it, it works well, though. Nice. It's nice. I actually have one in my mouth. <laughs> so they can take that and they can seed it. And then if there's any margins or anything that they need to add to, can they do direct add in the mouth? I assume they can. I just never experienced uh, any short margin with... Well, He's never had that problem. Yeah, I, I never had that problem in nine months. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Just asking. That, no, that's a very good question, though, <laughs> which I will definitely bring it up on Monday at my doctor. <laughs> yeah. So if the office uses like PrimeScam and Omnicam, do you design them in lab or do you design them right there on their unit? Uh, so with the PrimeScan, I use their units. As long as if it's uh, one single Emacs or Empress or whatever, mm -hmm. then I'll do it on the PrimeScan. If it's a three unit bridge, four unit bridge, then I'll use the PrimeScan as well because it works pretty well. Granted, you do have to do some minor contouring after it gets milled, but yeah, it's not that bad. So do you have in-lab? I do, software? yes. I have an in-lab and I have a three-shaped software as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when do those come into play if, if you're able to design them on the actual scanner? Uh, because the implants are much easier. Yeah. I haven't designed an implant bridge on the in-lab, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm if I will be capable to be honest to make it look pretty because my first crown with the unlab was really questionable. <laughs> <laughs> it just different clicks is not really user friendly in my opinion. That's why three shape comes handy. Sure. And I've used three shape since for 10, 11 years or something like that. So I'm more accustomed to that. So all my bridges, all my zirconia implants are done with three shape. And then I mill our uh, MCX5 center with the mm -hmm. profile and then insert it in the patient mouth, basically. So you do all that same day still? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, only if it's Emacs crowns, I'll do the same day. Uh -huh. But if it's like a three-unit bridge, uh, no. We'll, we'll have the patient back in a week or a week and a half, whenever it's available. Sure. And then we'll insert it then. Do any of the doctors design? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They do, yeah. Is it laughable? 
Uh, initially, when I first started, yes, it was. Some of them were pretty laughable. Yeah. <laughs> but then I pointed out some designs, something that I like on the design that it actually works well for the patient for for uh, for clinical purposes, and they will also point out stuff they didn't like on my design as well mm-hmm. it's like a teamwork which i actually like so if it's yeah, something absolutely. that they like they will tell me right away if it's something they didn't like they'll tell me right away and it's it's pretty nice uh having this relationship with some doctors yeah some doctors yeah like the way you say that. <laughs> yeah they're not the easiest to deal with just saying yeah do you take work from other offices not really not really, not at the moment, because I want to nail down some parameters mm-hmm. that I'm still experiencing some difficulties. But mostly for, for system like Nobel, for example, which I have a huge quote unquote passion for Nobel. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh yeah, I hate Nobel. Oh, I thought you were going to oh. say passion. No. Oh no, quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> no, I, I dislike uh, anti passion. <laughs> Recording this on New Year's Eve, everybody. Just saying. <laughs> a little bit of vodka. Possibly. Oh, bar. No, I'm really? just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Are you though? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, and recently started working with Real Guide. So uh, with guided surgery, and I want to nail down that as well. So it's uh, it's a process. I'm expecting to start doing some uh, outside work in the next, maybe in a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all my work, 99% of my work is done in-house. Sure. Yeah. So all this, I got to interrupt here. So you <laughs> found him on Instagram or online? Where? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, I mean, all the... Uh, I don't do much on Instagram, honestly. I do mostly on Facebook and uh, okay. LinkedIn. I do mo- a lot on LinkedIn. What do you post on there? Because I'm um, privy as Elvis. <laughs> I'll have to bleep this out, but I know I'm on shitters. What is that? Oh, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk is about that. Is that really a thing? We can't talk about Yeah, we can. It's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that group, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh my but God. why do you have to bleep that out? Give it up. Because it's called shitters. Is that bad? <laughs> well, what is it? It can't be. <laughs> we'll talk about it later, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, LinkedIn, I mostly post. Sometimes I, I like to do, that's where the fun part comes, actually. I like to debate. So I like to post an x-ray and say, okay, what's wrong with this x-ray? Ah. You'll see all sort of stuff that has nothing to do but the x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> and that for, means... for instance, yeah. I, I posted not too long ago an x-ray of a patient existing two implants, two strongman implants. Nothing wrong with the implants. Maybe some bone loss on one of the implants, but it was not because of a bet restoration or anything like that. It was just amusing all the, the, the comments that I was getting. I'm like, guys, you don't, you're not getting the, the, what's going on here. And I also posted, what's the issue in the patient mouth, like an uh, actual intraoral picture. And the issue was that patient just needed a big scaling. That's it. And people Ugh. were not realizing the... Yeah, but who are you asking? Dentist or technicians? Because not all of us were... No, but there was a thing. And uh, some of the uh, the comments were done by dentists, by prestodontists, technicians, yeah. uh, and other people as well. Now, that post was like probably like three months old now, so I've 
But I like to do that. And I also post pretty much all my work, or at least yeah. most of it, from single crowns to full upper arch. And I also post quite a bit of encodes because I recently did a speech for Zimmer Biomit last month. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually, it was my first speech. So I, I can definitely tell the first five minutes I was so nervous. Oh that my I God. My yeah. legs. Yep. Shaking. I'm like, oh yep. my God, I got to stop. Calm down. Yep. It'll be fine. Yep, yep. But you know, my boss was in front of me and he was making yeah. oh, that's jokes worst. as well. That's I'm like, oh my gosh, stop <laughs> doing it. <laughs> but overall, it went pretty good. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to do more with them also. Yeah. Once you get past that first time, it gets easier. Not a hell of a yeah. lot easier, but it gets yeah, a little bit easier. Yeah. That's what I ran in SAS, too. <laughs> it takes a lot of to get up there and speak. I'm telling you, you have a lot of respect for anybody that does that. It's hard. Yeah. And our office uh, plays a lot of uh, demo biomet, mostly 3i. Really? Mostly 3i. And uh, well, our Perinon is only plays 3i. It doesn't place anything else in our office. Interesting. You don't hear that very often. Yeah. Why is that? May I ask? Uh, I think he's just more familiar. He likes the navigator, the guided uh, navigator. He mm -hmm. likes that. It's easy to do it. And the surgical guys are actually pretty nice when using the navigator. I know Zimmer came with a new surgery kit, but I, I, I'm, I might be wrong on that. So don't quote me on that. Elvis is sweating right now because he works for free. No, it's all good. I know. Zimmer just came out with new software for implant placement and everything. So. Yeah, real guide. I don't know if it's... Yeah. I, I love it. I, Do you? I I've heard good things about it. I absolutely love it. It is very user friendly. I used to use a 360 image and in Blue Sky Bio. Yeah. I never used Three Shape Implant Studio, honestly, but I'm not going to because real guy, I'm loving it. It's so That's easy, awesome. so easy placing implants. Their surgical guys, they fit right on. Never had an issue with the printing or or surgery. It's a really good system. Really good software. Nice. The practice owner places the Suda Martina. And so I'll also be doing some lectures for Sweden Martina as well, because a lot of people don't. Un it's a tough system, maybe. What is it? Sweden Martina. Never heard of it. Me neither. Italian implant company. They do pretty good. Their failure percentage is really, really low. Probably lower than any other implants out there, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's here in the States? Oh, yeah. Zuna Martina. Something Elvis doesn't know. Holy shit. <laughs> I can hear him. He's so jealous. They have two primary systems, and most people get confused because the platform is like a sort of a platform switch, quote unquote. Yeah. Where the connection is this much, but you can restore up to that much. Mm -hmm. Is it a clone of another system or no, it is it not. its own connection? No, their connection is pretty unique, actually, because as a little ledge that goes over the implant. So all new screws, all new yep. drivers, all new parts, yep. all new pieces. Yep. You got it. I say that with enthusiasm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I've noticed with you online, because again, I spend too much time. <laughs> but anytime I run into a post of someone saying, can you identify this implant? You are you're Johnny on the spot, man. You are <laughs> on it. Usually the first one. And then everyone just follows with agree, agree, agree. Yeah. How did you learn all this? Is this just experience? I think I spent too much time on what implants that website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great website. 
you know, every time I would get an implant that I didn't know, I would always go look because I'm such a nerd that I need to see how the thread looks or how it looks on the x-ray. So I always double check on what they look because I'm not, I am, you know, when you go in the lab, you only see the connection. Oh yeah. You have no idea. Right? You don't see how it looks, the threads, you don't see anything. So because again, I'm a nerd, I like to research that kind of stuff. And I go to what implants that and I Google, okay, Aussie already, how it looks, you know, mm-hmm. and I research and I'm like, oh, okay, that looks pretty cool. But it's a Zimmer clone. Most of these third parties things are always yeah. a clone of the big ones. Sure. That's why I asked about that other one you mentioned. I figured it was. Yeah, no, Sweden Martina is unique that they don't have. It's, it's like 3i. 3i doesn't have really a clone or something, I believe. Yeah, because of the fingers. I always found 3i being one of the weirdest connections. I right agree. There, they're right up there with Keystone with me. I mean, <laughs> God. Strange. <laughs> yeah, with the flower connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need anything more than a hex? Let's be honest here. I think the, the 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 weirdest connection that I've ever seen was actually Zeromax. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. Where are you rolling this thing out, man? Zeromax is only the metal-free restorative option and oh, implant. Okay. And yeah. the hex, quote-unquote hex, of the implant is actually like the Swiss cross. Really? Yeah. Why? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And Just so we'd have to buy new parts, new drivers. Well, new here's drivers. the cool part. The driver is actually, you can use like a really tiny flat uh, screwdriver. Oh, it's slotted. Yeah. Wow. I never bought a driver for Zeramax. I just end up using a flat driver, a screwdriver. If it didn't fit, I would just grind it off. That's hilarious. <laughs> so... We better talk about ceramics or we're going to lose bars. No, there. no. I was thinking about <laughs> triathlons. How did you get into triathlons? Oh, we're getting into that. <laughs> so just an FYI, Elvis, I am not wearing my tri kit today. Uh-oh. I appreciate it. You do have a shirt on though, do you? I have a hoodie. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I joke. I joke. So, all right. So you're either a runner, a swimmer, or a biker. What is your name? I, I was a swimmer. Okay. I was a swimmer. I was... Um, so you're crazy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I was even crazier because I love 200 fly and 100 fly. That was my Oh, my God. Those today. are the hardest. I love... What does that mean, fly? That's the, like, hardest stroke ever. Yeah. You must have a massive shoulders, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the issues that I'm having right now with triathlon is yeah. these big shoulders that barely fit on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> a little top-heavy, are you? All right, so you were a swimmer, and then how'd you get into triathlons? So when I moved to Connecticut, I started swimming with this master team yeah. at Yale University. I was talking to this guy who actually races as a professional triathlete right now. And I was talking to him. I didn't know who he was. I had no idea. He was a decent swimmer. And him and I were kind of back to back. I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. It's, it's just really fun. Because, you know, sometimes when you go in master swimming, you go, oh, this guy is pretty slow. Oh, this guy is fast. You know, yep. all sort of levels, get it. which is fine. So 
I was talking about it. I was like, eh, I was trying, I was thinking to try my triathlon, you know, but I'm not, I don't have a bike. Uh, I hate running. I still hate running. I love running. I, love I hate running. running. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my God. I hate f-ing swimming. <laughs> oh God. I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm a fish. I cannot do any fish stuff outside the water. You I'm know? a first so. girl. So I like running. I love uh, Just saying. All right. So I started working out with him. Obviously he's, 20 times faster than me on a bike. Like he averaged 22 miles an hour on a 112 miles ride or 24, oh whatever it is. And he runs a seven minute per mile pace what? on a daily base. So for me, it's like, ah, like his fastest half Ironman was a little on like three hours and 30 minutes or something like that. He, he, he's fast. Yeah. He's intense. Yeah. Doing a, a, a half marathon after riding a 56 mile and, on a 6.10 minute per mile is ridiculous fast yeah, to me. Agree. When I do 10 minute per mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So you've got the challenge, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to go there. Yeah. And it's funny because him and I did the first triathlon together on the following month that I started talking to him. And I was the fourth coming out of the water. I died on the bike. And the run was half walk, half jog. It was miserable. And now he's my coach. And so far, I've done a half Ironman and a full Ironman and another half Ironman. You have really? Yeah. Where did you do your full? Ironman Lake Placid. Oh, wow. How, so I got to go there. How the hell do you train to do that? How do you train to do that when you have a full-time job? Do you get up at like 3 a.m.? More like 4.30, yes. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I do a workout before heading to work. Then if I have to do something else, I'll do a lunch break and then after workout. And what do you focus mostly on? Your weakest thing? No, I do all three, really. Really? Normally my weekends are either my long run and my long ride. So I do a bit of both. Wow. And so you said you hate running. So how do you get through the run? Do you just listen uh, to really great music? You don't listen to podcasts, right? Because Elvis listens to podcasts. <laughs> I, I, I cannot listen to podcasts when I'm running. There's no way in hell I can do that. That'd be crazy. I cannot even listen to music because I'm terrified of cars. So I've heard too many stories where people are running or riding and they're here, they'll listen to music and they get hit by a car because they don't. So you listen to nothing? I listen to nothing, yeah. yeah Just your own brain going, why did I do this? Holy why did I do this? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's only what I what I do. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I torturing myself with this when I can just <laughs> swim 100 fly in a pool? <laughs> so that is amazing. I don't know how anybody can work out without music. So, But Bob Savage, a friend of mine, he doesn't listen to music when he runs. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I used to listen to music. And at it, there were times where, because I'm a metal person, I like, I like I listen heavy metal. Headbang while you run? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good for your stride. No. <laughs> that was funny, Elvis. That was funny. Every now and again. But yeah, there are times where I will go to the music pace, you know? So is the, is the if the song goes faster, I would tend to go faster. Same here. And then I would have to take a break because I went too fast. <laughs> Same here. 
So that's where I realized, okay, I need to not listen to music anymore while I'm running. Otherwise, they're, I'm not getting my workout done. I got to do a shout out to the foundation. So we do a release every August and Elvis and I usually do it and we raise money for the industry. So maybe yeah. you want to think about that next August. I know. I, w- I will love to. But oh, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I'm already recruiting you for my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it right here, right now. I can never put a team together. He's doing the whole do thing, bro, run. just like me. He can wear my running strap on his leg and be that no, part too. Like Marlon. How tall. Marlon <laughs> swims for like four teams. Yeah, well. I'm sure he can too. I'm thinking he's going to do the whole thing along with me. Uh, <laughs> that's the one in chicago right yeah yeah it's amazing so i thought of doing it last august but i think it was either the weekend or it was the weekend before ironman main or it was the weekend yeah. when ironman main was um the event was going and i'm also signed up for ironman main last year so I'm, I'm not sure if i'll be able to come to chicago to do that so you're doing the whole thing like the whole thing whole thing Iron Man is uh is only a seventy point three, so it's a half one. I'm doing Iron Man Lake Placid again. That's pretty awesome. Just saying. Props to you. I think you could do Iron Man Maine, get on a plane, get over to Chicago, <laughs> do the Chicago. I mean, really. Come on. <laughs> I could. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. I just had to detour a little bit there. Right, no worries. <laughs> really, really love the fact that you do all that it's pretty impressive it's fun yeah it's a lot of fun and it gets your mind away from uh dentistry <laughs> yeah i was on my run this morning and i was like just practice mindfulness just look at yep. the road don't think about anything other than this and it's pretty awesome so yeah i agree move on elvis back to you <laughs> yeah let's get back to dentistry yes mm-hmm. Full arches. When did you get into that? Is this all started with the doctors you work with now? No, I've always been uh, always been a huge fan of full arches. I've always been a yeah. huge fan of full mouth rehab, doing stuff that people don't ever even do. Like, for instance, I recently did, and I, to be honest with you, I've never done it in my entire life, but I just followed my doctor's instruction, and I did it next to him, literally, and it was a gothic arch. Whoa. Wow. And... You don't hear that too often. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I've heard her in dental school, but I've never actually seen it. So when I was making it, I was like, is this how you're supposed to do it? Because this looks <laughs> weird as hell. It looks sketch when you do Very. it. Very. And the way it gets to equilibrate the bite was actually very, really interesting. I've never seen anything like that. But, you know, not a lot of people do it. I've never seen it before in all my career. And it was quite... Point of experience for sure. And obviously now doing chair side, I follow all the treatment planning that all docs are doing. So from, I don't know, six upper front veneers or to a full arch, full mouth rehab. Right now I'm finishing full mouth rehab, actually. I just finished the upper a couple months ago and now we're doing the lower. So it's it's really fun. What are they doing the full arches in? Zirconia? Or are you doing more of the acrylic? So the upper was done in zirconia. Okay. It's a all in six, uh, normal FP1 prosthetics. And it came out pretty nice. So yeah, that, the, the upper was all in zirconia, FP1 prosthetics. The lower, we're switching to a bar over denture. 
uh, right by round denture, sorry, with titanium mm-hmm. bar, and we're keeping the, the bar, the, the metal surface, an intaglio surface. Oh, so what are the the Montreal? Yeah, Mont- yeah, Mo- Montreal. I can't say it. Montreal bar. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, because we don't like the click zirconia versus zirconia. I think it's pretty awful, honestly. Oh, it's terrible. It's like two dinner plates hitting. Yeah, there. exactly. We're keeping the upper in zirconia and uh, acrylic on the bottom. So obviously, because of your situation, I mean, you're there from the very beginning to yep. planning of implants, making of the guide. I mean, that's, that's rare. You don't get to yeah. get that experience when you're in a lab. Yeah, I, I see everything. I, I even assisted the surgery. So, because wow. I did the conversion at a time three months ago now. So they were immediate load. Nice. I don't think I yeah. can handle that. I think I would pass right the hell out. Just like <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. That's just something I can't do. Last week, I assisted sinus lift, and that was the most amazing thing I've ever assisted in my entire life. And uh, I actually recorded a video on my phone. I have it on my phone. That's the dentist in you. Like I. Oh, my God. That was so cool. You're poking this little thing up and down, up and down. It was so cool. (laughs) But, yeah, I pretty much any um, implant placement, I see them chair side. And there are times, especially with the interior, uh, because we have the capability, such as MCXL, MCX5, we uh, MCX also. We place an implant. We put the Serona scan body, which we all love Serona scan bodies. Of course we right? do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to fill this with... Bleep, 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 bleep. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to see, oh, what scan body is this? Well, you got to tell your doctor rescan it with a different scan body because there's a Serona. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, so we place the scan body and then we make an immediate temp. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, yeah and uh, I found it pretty awesome in the interior region. Like uh, if you have to make a number eight or nine or 10, 11, whatever it is, you can customize that papilla, and it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Over the time of three months, while the implant's healing, you actually check up on that tissue as well. So if you don't like that contour of the tissue, you unscrew the implant crown, you add jet acrylic, and you place it again to modify the tissue. Yeah. And that, to me, is fascinating, really, because you can get the most amazing person implant crowns uh, final implant crowns basically yeah so what is your typical go-to with uh the final do you usually do custom abutments or do you stick with the tie base uh most of the times it's tie base okay but if i'm doing for instance crown with a cantilever then Mm -hmm. uh, i will do a custom abutment just for anti-rotational purposes but most of my restoration are done in tie base scrutined because everyone loves scrutined Oh, absolutely. And done. That's it. Yeah. So are you getting into the angle correcting tie bases? Sometimes I have to. Sure. Sometimes I have to. Even when you help plan every implant, you still can't get it where yeah. it needs to be all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. And I'm not that kind of guy that does that says, oh, that, that's where the bone is. Unfortunately, yeah. that's where the bone is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's easy for technicians to say, you know, if we were here to plan it, it would have been. 
exactly it's not always now <laughs> most of most of our implants are planned yeah 99 percent of our our implants are planned so we know where the bone is we know where the nerve is we know everything mm-hmm. and there's times because the crest the ridge crest is too narrow you have to go with a smaller implant even though mm-hmm. it's a oh, sure. it's for a molar Yep. So unfortunately, that's how it is at times. So not always ideal. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's also where I would put a custom abutment, for instance. You must see patients that come in that got an implant somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, they're not all perfectly planned, and you from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, so some of those they if they're bad, really bad place, we don't even try to restore it. Oh yeah. We just we just take him out and put a new one. Do you really? Yeah, we do. Nice. Yeah, if if the angle is really that bad and we've seen a couple actually, we're just gonna get rid of it and place a new one. Wow. Must be hard to convince a patient that Yeah. Eh, the last one wasn't so good. Well, to be fair, it's only if we're doing a full arch. Mm. I haven't seen many bad ones yeah. uh, for a single unit or anything like that. But if it's for a full arch, we'll chicken it out and we'll place it somewhere else. You know, not in the same socket, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But against graft and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and mainly just for full arches as far as now. Sure. So you mentioned earlier the pick system. You guys use that? We do. Nice. We do. Nice. We just started, actually. It's it's a game changer, man. It's a really game changer. That's what I keep hearing. You get your verification jig. You get your VDO. Everything in one time. How do you get your VDO? I, they... Everything's set up in the system. It's everything set up there. It's it's pretty fascinating. We, I, I've only used it once, so I'm not okay. 100% familiar with it sure. yet. But I'm looking forward to do a lot more with the yeah. PIC system. I don't understand how you get VDO because it looks like you just screw in these paddles yeah the dominoes yeah the dominoes yeah. you take a picture and everything's done that's awesome you don't have to do anything then you just design your, your prosthesis print and half hour later you get this pma hybrid done that's insane do you print models at that point or do you go totally modelless um i did print a model yeah. Oh, yeah you've only done it once so okay yeah i did print the model because I, I wanted to make sure everything was fine and matter of fact we we booked a whole day basically just for this all on five we've tried it obviously with a model that i already had but you know it's different when you go in the patient mouth when you know everything is bloody everything is is a disaster after placing implants, osteosurgery, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, sure. So, yeah, it, it, it's all a mess, but it's it's pretty fascinating how it turns out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I'm not an implant girl, so listening to this is pretty fascinating for me. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It's 100% a game changer. So are you going to LMT Lab Day? I am planning to go this year, yes. Yay. Uh, Will you definitely. be running? No, I'm just kidding. No. I might be cycling to Chicago, though. <laughs> Seriously? No, no. <laughs> Follow the journey of the crazy ticket. Yeah, no. I, I I guess I could bring my bike on the on the plane and uh, have Zwift. You know what Zwift is? Zwift is it's where you get your indoor training for cycling. 
Yeah. And I guess I could set up a, a, a thing on the plane and just cycle through <laughs> through the <laughs> through the trip. <laughs> if you don't like snow, don't bring your bike to Chicago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's gonna be pretty damn cold too. So. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Go <laughs> <Little> Florida. <laughs> oh boy. What's <laughs> your plans for the new year? Whole nothing really. We're supposed to go friends' house, but. You know, someone got exposed, so yeah. I'm, we're just going to stay in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to be the running plans for just about anybody I talk to. Yeah. I think we're all just old. I don't know. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even looking forward to stay up till midnight, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it's going to happen. I when I was younger, and I'm not planning to do that. Mm-mm. So what's next for you? I mean, what are you looking to bring in in 2022? 2022 definitely more i i love doing the lecture so oh, i'm hoping to do more yeah. lectures with zoom environment and i'm hoping to do some lecture for sweden martin as well oh wow and uh more for large i guess <laughs> you don't think you'll be speaking at for zimmer at chicago i don't know i don't think yeah. so i think it's too late for that i think they already picked someone yeah. but you never know yeah sure that would be sure. inter- that would be nice to do it for sure i would love to see it What's the plan? Is the lab in this office? Are you looking to eventually get more technicians in there? Eventually, yes. Eventually, yes. And um, I think our plan is to possibly get a removable tech. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because we would love to do some partial dentures. And I, I really don't know much about partial. And there's a lot about partial that there's a ton exactly yeah. undercuts uh parallelism yeah. and all that kind of stuff i just don't know enough and i would love to learn that's no question but i just i'm not comfortable enough in taking a case on myself so right now all the partial dentures and some dentures gets sent out oh so you don't do everything huh i don't that's do everything no. <laughs> <laughs> simple repairs i do them yeah flippers all that kind of stuff i do those mm-hmm. but partial dentures some dentures they get sent out and if i have overwhelmed they do send some of the big cases out as well sure there's only so much you can do yeah exactly exactly and they know that i'm only one person and that is doing uh, a lot of assistance side and uh lab work as well so well it sounds like you feel like you're really part of that clinical team there Totally. Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's pretty fascinating. I like the yeah, it's all assistant, and we have uh, sixteen, seventeen assistants. What? Wow, that's huge. Yeah, something like that because it's two assistant per doctors. Wow, but plus floaters and whatnot. So yeah, we have quite a bit of a maybe maybe twelve assistant. Your lunchroom must be huge. It is pretty big. (laughs) I've been to a lot of dental offices, and sometimes you go in those things, you're like, this is bigger than my house. Or (laughs) or I have closets bigger than this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a big office, and uh, they're planning to open a new office sometime next year as well. So, well, make sure you're a part of the design of the lab from the very get go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'll put your suction on the wrong side. and Which I am. Which I am. Because we just renovated the lab, actually. Yeah. And I was involved with everything. And so I told them what my needs are and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no. Good for you. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, they're well aware. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's great, man. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate it as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is great. I had no idea you were a dentist in Italy. I mean, yeah. threw me for a curb, and I didn't even know you were uh, an in-office technician, which we love talking yeah. to those. So. Yeah, we, we see uh, everything, basically. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, good luck with that, might I say. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll run into you in Chicago. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm looking forward to meet you guys. Love that. Awesome. And everyone else too. That's gonna be uh gonna be awesome meeting everyone. Yeah, absolutely. All right, have a good one. <laughs> Hi, you too. Here All comes right. dogs. Yeah, the dogs always know when we wrap up in an hour. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> they're like really quiet and then all of a sudden they're just like busting out. I'm surprised my dog hasn't said anything yet. Oh. <laughs> you need six of them. That's the secret. That's funny, actually. Thank you. That was great. All right. Dude, we'll talk to you later. Guys. Did you know that most in-lab MCX5 users that have ordered burrs from Grow3x once keep on ordering Grow3x burrs over and over again? No way. You know what? I didn't know that. Why do you think that is, Elvis? I think it's because Grow3x burrs are engineered by some of the same folks who have been providing burrs to some of the largest U.S. production labs for years. Did you also know that most roll-ins and DG Shake users have no idea what they are missing out on? Well, I think I can guess what they're missing out on. You are right. Most Roland and DG Shape users have absolutely no idea how good and great Grow3x burrs are because they think that the Grow3x burrs are only for the in-lab systems. Well, they are wrong. <laughs> to give Roland and DG Shape users the opportunity to find out for themselves how great the burrs are for their machines... Grow3x is now offering a buy three, get two burrs free special. This is exclusively for Voices from the Bench listeners, you guys, so please go support them. So all you simply have to do is go to the Grow3x website. That's grow3x.com. Click on burrs, then select Roland and DG Shape. Add five burrs of your choice to your cart. Click on checkout. Enter the discount code B3G2. That is B as in boy, the number three, G as in girl, the number two, burrs, and check out. That's awesome. You know what? We actually have a code, Elvis. Boom. That was easy, guys. Go for it. Free burrs. Use them and use them well. And we appreciate your support of the podcast, Grow3x. Thank you. A big thanks to Paulo for coming on our podcast and talking about all the great stuff that you're doing. Amazing that when we asked him to come on the podcast, we had no idea he was a licensed dentist out of Italy. It's truly amazing what we find out by just talking to people in our industry. And no, Elvis, I don't mind all about the implant talk. While it's not my specialty, it's still super interesting. So if you want to check out Paolo's stuff, go find him on Facebook. He's usually creeping around the dentist and lab pages. And thank you, Paolo. That was super awesome. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. See you in Chicago. Almost. Have a good one. Bye. Curling. Curling. I was yeah, with the little brooms. Those yeah. are funny.
I don't watch that. <laughs>